Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week we're discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 1 and Part 2. So let's get into it with the recap. Ten years after Order 66 and the fall of the Jedi Order, Obi-Wan Kenobi has to go on one last mission to save Princess Leia, and in the process learns that his former Padawan, Anakin Skywalker, is still alive. Hello there. People have been waiting for this show, I, I, I feel like, or something like it, for over a decade now, right? I mean, people have been wanting Ewan McGregor back in the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan fucking kenobi kenobi we got kenobi so here we are we are we finally got it does it live up to the expectation of everybody screaming bloody murder for years to get this i'd say it's off to a pretty damn good start yes it is it's off to it's it's gonna be a slower burn and the biggest surprise of the entire show was that leia it's about leia (laughs) at least these first two episodes are about leia I was not expecting her to make an appearance appearance at all. And then all of a sudden, I was like, you know, we all expected Luke to be the, the, the little kid that we have to deal with. But nope, it's Leia and her. I mean, I think I would have been a 100% fan of Leia other than the last, like, that, that section in the last part of the, the second episode where she's like, nope, I don't believe you. And then she just makes everything complicated. And then you're just like, I hate children and I want them all to die. I do like that actress, though. She's great. No, she is amazing Leia. It's just you know, they had to do that for in order to get the plot going and make things more interesting. But, oh my God, Leia, <laughs> shut the fuck up and let Obi-Wan save your fucking life. You're going you're gonna to beg him to save your life in a few years. <laughs> it's interesting because I always thought it was really weird that she named her kid Ben. But I think we're, we might get a little bit of the reason why that might be in this show. Yeah. It's like, that's not a Jedi name. <laughs> Sorry. Don't mean to disappoint you, but it is my name. Sorry. It's like, but. Well, assumed name. She looks up, she looks up to Ben at this age. So that's, that's what we're going to get. So, okay, let's start from the beginning, which is just sad and tragic and probably the best version of the last Jedi that we're ever going to see. Well, actually, I think you're skipping ahead. I would like to talk about how great that last time on was that recapped obi-wan and anakin's relationship oh yeah i mean yeah i mean i don't like going through prequel history no but it but it was so well cut together and i think it i think it kind of tells you a lot about like where this is going especially that last bit about communing with qui-gon which they're really they're really lampshading so i'm hoping that we get a liam neeson cameo even even if it's just voice in the show if we don't i feel like it's a wasted opportunity and i think fans are gonna be annoyed and pissed off we're already not getting darth maul in this you know, I know we got our our the best version of that storyline's closure in Rebels. It's just like yeah, we already got that. Yeah, we got that. So like, oh, I just really would love some some live action Darth Maul Kenobi action. But that being said, yeah, it was a good it was a good recap edited montage thing to bring us back to like where our characters are going. It would have been even nicer if they included some Clone Wars stuff because I feel like it's that's still canon and should be appreciated as such. Yeah, I agree. But like, it was good. It was nice. I don't. I prefer the Clone Wars versions of the characters much more than the than the prequel versions of them, even despite Ewan. But that being said, it was a decently connected thing. Then we got into Infinite Sadness, 
the 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 man who like just gave up on it all. It's like, nope, I'm exiled here. I don't want to be dealing with any of this shit. The Inquisitors, bunch of assholes, bunch of fucked up, and their mentality is right. All you got to do is wait for a Jedi to do something nice, and then kill him <laughs> for doing something nice. No good deed goes unpunished. Definitely know that as a fucking fact. No good deed goes unpunished if you're a Jedi. You will bring the hammer down, and the Inquisitors will come and cut your head off. I'm throwing this out there now, but Reva is totally going to end up being one of those younglings from the opening scene. Oh, of course. Oh, totally. I bet if we if we stop motion, we'll see we'll see her somewhere in there. There is a young black girl as the first person you see when the camera like kind of zooms in on that scene. So there it is. That's Reva. That's probably Reva. So why does she have a hard on for Obi Wan Kenobi right now? Other than trying to make it, you know, like the Vader's will. There's got to be another more personal reason. Clearly, she's got some some deeper connection to yeah. Vader or Obi-Wan. And is this Grand Inquisitor the same Grand Inquisitor from Rebels? Because... Well, yeah, he really got got at the end of that second episode. He did. I mean, that's a slice that you just don't get, get better of tomorrow. But, like, I guess he's got to get better in order for canon to stay consistent. Because that guy has some Rebels to annoy for a season. It would be really weird if they got a new Grand Inquisitor who was also the same species and had similar markings on his head. So he can't be dead. He's just got to be out of commission. I am personally not a fan of this guy's representation of that character. Like, I I don't, I don't begrudge the actor, but I do hate the makeup because they could have done better. They could have done way better. Like when I think of that character, like I think he's supposed to look more like what that species looked like in the prequels. Like that, the guy who, um, Straight up Nosferatu. Yeah, whatever his fucking name was. That's that's what he looked like. And he, he, he needs to have a longer face. This guy has a way round face. And in, he should be played by the, the... I forget his name, but he's the medical officer lead in Alien 3. Like, that's the way he should look. But this guy just doesn't vibe it. He seems just arrogant, young, and kind of an idiot. And maybe just all... like the, It doesn't make the Inquisitors look like they're working very well together. It just seems like a bunch of, like... Like a, kind of a, a oh, what's that? What's their term? Like a, basically a gang of like misfit dogs who don't know how to actually get the job done. They're just fighting over each other. I mean, they would have had Kenobi. Reva would have had Kenobi if he was like, nope, he's mine. Stop that. I'm going to go against you and stop you from getting him so I can get him. Wait, now everyone's gone now. Yeah. Here's something. Like apparently the Inquisitors are fairly well known. Like people know who they are and what they do. But Darth Vader isn't because Obi-Wan didn't know he was alive still. And that's the thing. Like, okay, so does everyone know that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker? And So I don't think everyone knows, but I know that Obi-Wan knows because him him and Yoda see the recording of him being called Darth Vader in Revenge of the Sith. Okay. That does happen. So they know that he, that is a title that Anakin went So by. in the last 10 years, Obi-Wan's been so disconnected that he doesn't know that Vader's alive. That's that's what we got from this. I mean, I kind of feel like maybe Vader operates in the shadows. Like maybe he's like the Imperial boogeyman. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's still, and they, he's been on Tatooine, basically, you know, with no news of anything going on. Literally, literally living under a rock. Yeah. So I guess that could make sense. It could make sense. It is. It does feel like a stretch, right? Oh, and, they, and it should have been more explored and and kind of explained a little bit more. So when that hit, line hit, you really felt it on my rewatch i did watch when she first says vader before she says anakin 
he that's when he starts having his panic attack yeah because he knows what that name means he knows what it means and i wish they didn't say anakin because i feel like then it should have been known that what that means like i feel like the inquisitors knowing that it was anakin is is also weird and the thing is i I don't i didn't even think that the inquisitors knew his real identity but apparently reva does okay maybe again again tying to whatever personal vendetta she has in this particular situation maybe it's the one youngling he didn't slaughter (laughs) do you think that the the poor brat that ended up being hung in the town square was uh also one of those little younglings i think so i think there was a little i think there was a youngling with similar marks on his head yeah which by the way another young jedi that obi-wan failed yeah i mean that but that's kind of the point like obi-wan was just like no stay away from me kid like you're you gotta go away. Like I'm out. We're all out. We lost. We all fucked up. Like I'm. I get that he's guilty about Anakin and everything else. I get he's in exile. His priorities are specifically to Luke, um, and he's just living that sad bastard life. Like just him and his space camel. Yeah, you know Luke really got fucked on this whole deal. By the way, like it was great seeing Alderaan because we only saw bits and pieces of it in the original trilogy, right? That place is gorgeous, though. It is. Seems like the place. Seems like the kind of place you'd want to buy property and settle down. Mm-hmm. But let's separate the twins. And Leia goes over there, and Luke will go live on a desert sand farm. Shut up, Loki. Nobody likes you. I am still surprised though that it was so easy for for Leia to get captured by uh, needles from Back to the Future. I know what Fleet was thinking to get onto a palace that's probably very supposedly supposed to be guarded. But then I don't know what anyone's thinking not actually guarding the palace and letting people like flee onto your planet. Also, that chase scene was really weird with uh, with with the three of them, three adults chasing this little girl. Well, I, I mean, I'm on the assumption that they weren't supposed to hurt her. So they're just like being careful not to hurt her and kill her. The idea was just to kidnap her. So it's like maybe they're used to just killing and just are bad at the whole kidnapping a child mentality. I, I don't know. Yeah. And Leia just seems to be finding herself in Alderaan places. And if you're not going to take this seriously, we can stop anytime <laughs> you want. You know that, right? I'm sorry. Um, Any Anytime you want, man. I'll behave. Uh, no, you won't. Uh, oh, that's true. I won't. Um, does it seem like Leia can intuit people's emotions or yeah thoughts. i think they were they were they're like well we can write a leia from this perspective now now that we all know that she has the force so we're just throwing it out there that this is her way of showing signs of being force sensitive that nobody is going to notice for the next like 40 years are you aware that like in the expanded media like i, I don't know if this is canon anymore but it might have been pre-disney Yoda like thought that Luke sucked and always wanted to train Leia because Leia was the better of the two of them. And I think they're kind of playing with that a little bit. I did not. I was not aware of that from the expanded universe at all, That that was, that was the surmisation of, of Yoda's like deep inner thoughts. Like, God, why do you have to start with this one? Yeah, basically, like, I, it, I think it was said in the in the LDU, but like Yoda basically always wanted to train Leia because Luke sucked. Wow. Well, Luke was he, a, an insufferable brat in the first movie. So he just wanted to pick up a power converter from Tachi Station. Right? Well, you know, that's uh, look where he grew up. He grew up in like literally the trailer park end of the year. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's not his fault at all. It's like Leia got raised by nobility. Leia's father was basically the Aragorn of the Senate. And, and Luke's guardian was 
yeah, Joel that. Edgerton. Yeah. It was, it was well, to be fair, Owen's doing his best. Yeah, Owen's doing the best he can. Being bitter and angry at a situation he knows very little about. And he is ironically good at roasting Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is. Con- he has, considering what happens to him later in life. He really... Uh, <laughs> no, I saw the slide. Like, I, 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 you thought I would notice that. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure you would. God damn. Um, Say you're on fire, but... I'm not. I'm absolutely no, you're not. you're not. <laughs> Owen will be. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, this is something I had in my notes I really wanted to say. I like that Obi-Wan picks up the sword again and, like, goes, you know, undercover to find Leia. But, like, his idea of undercover is literally dressing like a Jedi. Yeah, I don't... But that goes to the entire point of what the fuck... Okay, so when we see Obi-Wan in A New Hope, first time, those robes apparently are Jedi robes. I mean, like, that's what we know now. They were just... At the time, they were just his robes, right? But at the time, they were just robes. Why Lucas decided to make an entire... You know, fashion the, the fashion statement of the Jedi be equal to Obi Wan's desert attire, because yeah, why would he just go out and be incognito wearing the exact same thing that the, his people wore to be identified? He's got the belt. He's got his even show the shot of like the lightsaber on his hilt, just kind of hanging out. If he's riding on the space bus, doesn't he have to like surrender all of his weapons like the Mandalorian does? Yeah, I don't. Or maybe, oh, maybe that's New Republic rules now. Uh, maybe. Oh, you'd think the Empire would probably have something like that, but this is the Outer Rim. Yeah, it's true. Nobody cares. Back later on, people will care uh, because of the New Republic, because I think the New Republic has way more of a influence in the Outer Rim territories. I'm such a nerd. But I, 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 I don't, never will understand why Lucas decided to make everybody's outfit Obi-Wan's outfit. Yeah, it's a weird thing to ex- extrapolate from the original series. Like, oh, okay, the only Jedi we see wears something like that. All Jedi wore something like that. That's a Jedi thing. It's a Jedi thing. And thus, everyone will wear it. And thus, when we see Obi-Wan now, he's going to wear that when he goes off planet. Like, no, that's literally the the outfit he had in the beginning of the episode. That was fine. That was fine. No one, he would blend into every single planet in the Star Wars universe. No one will notice yet. But the moment he put those robes on and the belt on, you're a fucking Jedi. You're a space wizard, Obi. <laughs> Speaking of space wizards and uh, and con artists, space wizards specifically, oh my god, that was hilarious. I love Haja. <laughs> I mean, you knew it was a con the moment you saw who was playing it, you know. And he puts his puts his <laughs> you know fingers to his head. You're like, oh nope, 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 nope. He was a good guy. Obviously, he was a good man. He actually legitimately tried to help Obi Wan, but like, it was, and he didn't. And he didn't die. No, he didn't die. He got mind frailed, you know. But which, okay, that's a tiny bit of a plot thing. Reva was able to do that to him, right? Mm-hmm. Why didn't Reva do that to Owen earlier? I don't know. On? Well, I mean, maybe she didn't really realize that like Owen knew something, knew something. She was just trying to use intimidation tactics. She will burn an entire village to the ground to get one person to say they might have saw Obi-Wan at some point in their lives in a, like a flyer or a magazine or something. You know, she doesn't care. Is that a common ability? Because like, we've re- have we really seen people besides like Kylo Ren tried to do it in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, Kylo Ren's the only one that I feel like has done that successfully. Like, I, I, I'm trying to remember if we saw Vader do it or Dooku. I don't, I, I don't remember them doing it. I don't think so. So I think it's that's more a reference to like the the, the sequel trilogy. I thought it was cute that Leia wanted uh, Obi Wan to make her float 
And in my head, I was just like, oh, you'll float one day, lady. You'll marry Poppins throughout her space. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I'm not thinking of that sequel trilogy at all, ever again. That's for the best. God, what a lost opportunity That's what those were. But she did get the float by the end of the episode. She did. And that seems like it was the first time that Obi-Wan's used the Force in... In a long time. Long time. He is really fucking carrying this show, though. Like, I forget how great of an actor... Ewan McGregor is. Now, Ewan is wonderful. His portrayal of Obi-Wan should have been the main focus of the entire prequel trilogy, and it was kind of lost. It shouldn't have been about Anakin. It should have been about Obi-Wan with Anakin as a side character that grew throughout the that throughout the story. Um, but we're, we're not here to, to mince words about that. But we, we can't relitigate the prequels. No, we'll be here for forever. They're here. They're staying forever. We have enough foundation now. They're redeemed by the Clone Wars. Yes, and Rebels and everything else. Thank you, Ahsoka. And the voice actors of Clone Wars, thank you so much, Filoni. Um, but, yes, yeah, so Ewan McGregor is an amazing Obi-Wan. That's why everyone was super excited that he was getting back in some way, shape, or form. And I'm even, I mean, I'm even interested to see Hayden with some good material. I mean, we got teased at that end that, you know, he's he's the one in the makeup. Underneath all that crazy fucked up Vader out, you know, like stuff and all that burnt char grilled cheese skin of his. But this is pretty gross. Yeah, we, we're going to see what the next episode. I mean, I really wanted to binge the whole series. It's one of those things like uh, this is this is going to be a six hour movie that it's really hard to be piecemealing it. I'm glad that they did the two episode premiere, though. No, me too. We, we needed those in order to really get the full vibe of what this show is going to be. Dayu looked amazing. Dayu looked uh, kind of looked the way I always wanted, like Coruscant's like lower levels to look. It was essentially like a like space Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Like there was that that Star Wars series that never got off the ground that Lucas was working on. Um, that was supposed to be like a criminal show. I saw some like test footage that he did for it, and it basically looked like that. So I feel like they just used concept art from that show to make Dayu. And it was pretty cool. I'm just glad we're getting off Tatooine, personally. Yeah, if we had another show in a fucking desert, I'm so over deserts. I'm so over deserts in the Star Wars universe. Please, any other fucking vibe, please, other than deserts. Please do not go back to Tatooine until the very last frame of the show. Yeah, we don't need... I'm sure Luke is going to be fine. Luke is fine. We have other things to worry about in the universe before you go back to Tatooine. But who's looking after his camel? That's a great question because I like I like his space camel. Yes, that's a really sweet space camel. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the the, the score. Yeah, go ahead. It's good. <laughs> no, okay, I will say this about about it. Um, it's the same person I believe who's worked on Loki. So the overall score is is beautiful. The theme of Obi Wan. This is all right. So this might be a blasphemous thing to say. It is always an honor to have John Williams compose something new, but I have not heard anything really truly oomphy come out of John Williams in a long time. Hey man, his his Ray theme was bussin'. But that's the last, but that's it. Out of three movies, it was just that one theme that was good. At least even in the prequels, there were like three or four or five things that we could pull from those, from those, you know, like, from those soundtracks that are like, okay, I can put them on a playlist. I want to listen to those. You know, they're not just sweets. 
that are just like there as classical music compositions. They're there with anthems. They're there with themes. You can you can pull pull them out. And I got so excited um, when Star Wars Celebration uh, Thursday was happening, and they sent, you know, like he showed up. He was there, and he he performed a surprise little thing of the Obi Wan theme for the first time. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, let's see what we're gonna get. Let's see what we're gonna get. And there was a couple of moments where, like, I could hear a theme, but for the most part, it was not there. And like, I don't know. I want, I want a theme. You want more from this? I just want a theme. I want something that I could get stuck in my head and hum. You know, it's like that's that's the thing. You, th- when you think of the Force theme, when you think about like the Imperial March theme, like these are things that like they can they can start in your brain and they will loop through forever. Duel of Fates. I will whistle. You get that in my head, and I will whistle that for hours. You know, even even uh, Battle of Heroes. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's just so good. But nope, not. I mean, it's just Obi Wan theme just seems general, and I'm disappointed because Obi Wan deserves better. That's it. That's it. That's all I gotta say. It's a negative thing, and it's just John Williams. I understand he's getting old. He's probably got like zero originality left it's like scraping out the bottom of his classical composition notes there's no themes there but the the people who work on rebels and clone wars they're able to come up with some amazing themes ahsoka's theme just the end of clone wars there were some great themes in there sabine fighting for the dark saber and training montage has this japanese kodo drum vibe that just oh gives me chills they need to stop doing the honorary thing and just do whatever's best to tell a fucking story. Yeah, I could agree with that. Is that your is that your one major issue with these first two episodes? Yeah, that is my one because I mean the, the the general music in the show is amazing because Natalie does a great job, but because like oh we all have to worship at the at the altar of John Williams, and I think everybody when they first are given that kind of assignment, like you just kind of pull back a little bit and don't do too much of your own originality. And then when John says, well, I'm going to make your own a theme for it, then you're really kind of stuck with it, um, being second fiddle to it. I think by the time that Rebels and Clone Wars has come to its end, they had stopped giving a shit and just came up with their own beautiful things, and it shows. So I just hope that by the time that the end of the show happens, that Natalie is able to be like, fuck this, I'm, doing, I'm just doing my own shit that stands out. I'm equally bitchy about Star Wars music as I am about Star Trek uniforms. That is true. There is definitely a correlation there. But are we excited for next week? Of course I'm excited for next week, man. Like, that's it. I'm going to, like, stay awake and watch it nonstop. And by next week, I mean two days from now, because I think the next episode comes out on Wednesday. Oh, that's very true. Yeah, Tuesday night is when I'm going to sit and watch it. But yes, I am very excited. Keep on trucking. Um, And while we're here, I mean, we can go with the Bad Batch Season 2 trailer. Looks good. Announcements for these other new shows. Tales of the Jedi looks interesting. Mandalorian Season 3 looks on fire. Ahsoka's season. Fuck everything. Let's just talk about Ahsoka. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we get Sabine Wren with Bridger's lightsaber and Chopper in live action on the set of The Ghost. And we, we get we get the back of Hera's head. Yeah. So, like... This is this Ahsoka is basically Rebels season five. Yes, and that is incredibly exciting because I am super stoked to see all of these characters. That's what collection. I need in my life. And see, that's the thing. People, I w- it was kind of teased, and I was getting a little annoyed. I was like, "Listen, if you're if you're a fan of Clone Wars and you're gonna love Ahsoka, it's like, mm, you know what? I mean, I am a fan of Clone Wars, but I feel like we've Clone Wars got its closure. 
I don't we don't I don't feel like Clone Wars needs anything more. Rebels. That's the part that's still like this there's a giant fucking purgle elephant in the room and we really fucking need to address it. And no one's talked about rebels. It's like they only use the term Clone Wars as buzzwords. They don't use Rebels as buzzwords. I do like in the panel for Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson and the actress that's playing Sabine were talking about how they have watched a shit ton of Clone Wars and Rebels to prepare for this, though. Like, that that excites me. They're very much aware of, of the history of these characters. And, I mean, like, I don't know how Sabine is going to sound. I don't necessarily like the way the actress who plays Sabine speaks, generally. Um, at least with her regular talking voice. So I'm really curious what kind of a voice Sabine, uh, live action Sabine is going to have. Because um, just her voice is very, very, very specific. Whereas I think Rosaria Dawson is doing a good job playing a more, you know, learned, wise Ahsoka Tano. Sabine will be a little bit older, yes, but like it still has to sound like Sabine. So I'm curious how that's going to pan out. She looks like it. She looks like Sabine. Oh, she definitely looks the I mean, part. 100%. She looks the part. So, like, it just has to sound the part a little bit to me. I'm surprised we didn't get a casting announcement for Hera, though, since we... No, they're keeping that her. They're keeping that very, like, fanboy hush-hush. I'm here for it, though. I, that is the Star Wars project that I am most excited for outside of Obi-Wan. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, that's what I need is that conclusion to Rebels. That's what's going to keep me alive. So no matter how bad any kind of mental anguish or depression is going to hit, I need to know what the fuck is going on with that. And then, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, this, this premiere and also that Ahsoka news, it's, uh, it's, it's washing the taste of Boba Fett out of my mouth. <laughs> That's just Mandalorian season 2.5. Just look at it like that and it's, and it's fine. Because if you, if you take Boba Fett out of the equation, that was some really good Mando shit. And we got a oh, lot yeah. of good Grogu, Mando, Ahsoka little cameos on this whole thing. So just treat it like a, a, a Mandalorian season 2.5 special and it's done. Can't hurt you anymore. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled Infinite A Cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.